Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Exploring Awesome, the show where we explore tips, tricks, and strategies to help you and me to live a more awesome life. I got to tell you, I am super excited to be talking to this guy today. And I just, if you saw my Facebook post, you saw me post this. Literally last night, uh, I'm helping my son move some furniture around, and he suddenly stops. He looks at me and says, when did I get stronger than you? <laughs> How dare you? Everybody, please welcome uh, author, entrepreneur, my friend, Dean Dwyer. Jim, thank you very much. It's nice to reconnect again. It's been a long time. It has. Yeah, I say, I say my friend, but we're really Facebook acquaintances, but, uh, um, but I'll consider you my friend. I see. I figure anybody that you you take the time to, to actually have a conversation with, when we've done this previously, you got to that's a friend. You got to call that a friend. Absolutely, good point. Good point. You know what? Hey, if you uh, if you're wondering what Dean's talking about, I, I actually interviewed him about three years ago, and uh, had some technical problems that time. We had some technical issues at first here, but uh, <laughs> had some technical issues. The sound was just awful. Too. Too bad to even, uh, too much, too too terrible to even use. So uh, we finally reconnected, and uh, I got to tell you, Dean, could you? I mean, if you if you saw the if you uh, if you go to his website, deandwire.com, deandwire.com, check out this guy's photos, the transformation he has made. Uh, Dean, can you tell the, the folks a little bit about you? Uh, sure. So, uh, first of all, I will say when you go to that site, you will see the shameless topless photos that are up there, but <laughs> it's the only way that I can communicate the change that I've created other than trying to use words, which wouldn't do it justice. So, um, so a little bit about me. Yeah. Jim, when we, uh, you interviewed me about three years ago, you said, and I was in our, in our, uh, email exchange back and forth. Um, it's funny during that time. So, a lot of people heard about me back in about 2011, 2012, because I'd had some success in the paleo space. Yeah. And I had lost some weight. Um, and, you know, I'd started to kind of make a name for myself there. And I experienced what many people experience is they create change and things are going great. And then suddenly at some point the wheels fall off and we end up right back where we once were. And this has been an ongoing pattern in my life. Uh, weight is something I've personally always struggled with. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so, yeah, so I kind of vanished after I, I kind of put all the weight back on again. I vanished online for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And even actually when you interviewed me back then, I was really, uh, I was struggling back then to even put myself out there because I was, I had put all the weight back on again. And so I didn't feel like I'm, for me personally, it's like I can't talk about something I believe in if I can't actually make it work for me, even if I believe strongly in the concepts that I've developed for myself. And I, I know at that point in time, I'm sure my heart wasn't in it in the sense that yeah. I was talking about things that – so I was that sort of that fraud mentality that I had of like, like, who am I? I'm that guy who's talking about stuff that he himself can't do. So it's a little bit different this time around. So uh, last year I, I, I started again – on another journey to kind of transform how I look because I, I came to the a whole bunch of realizations we can hit on some stuff today, yeah. but I realized that my life goes as my body goes. Um, mm-hmm. Meaning that if I don't like how I look, then I don't show up in the world the way I want to show up. You know, I, I was hiding myself behind the clothes that I was wearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it affected my self-confidence, my self-image. It, it affected every aspect of my life. And I thought, if I don't 
figure out a way to get this in line. That's going to be my life. I'm, I'm going to be hiding from who I really am because I'm frustrated with how I look. So put a program together for myself. It, you know, I, I sort of committed to it for about seven or eight months, and it went really well. And I took a very different approach, Jim, than what a lot of people do with this. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to start sharing my ideas because I think that there are a lot of people out there who tried a whole bunch of other things, just like I have, didn't work, and that this, you know, that my ideas might be more applicable to the way we actually live our lives. So, yeah, you know, um, you you touched on a lot of great stuff there, and I, I got to tell you that when we had that conversation three years ago, I could tell you were you, your heart wasn't in the game. Um, you were you were you were so kind to do the interview, um, uh, but I, <laughs> I could tell you were just kind of like, eh, I'd rather not be doing this. So, <laughs> um, I honestly, I really struggled with all that. I said, I, I, I ended up deleting my website. I deleted my, 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 like I had a Facebook fan page that had 5,000 fans. I deleted that. I deleted my Twitter account. I deleted everything because I'm just like, oh, I can't be that guy. I was so embarrassed about the fact that I had a story. I even wrote a book about I know, I read the book. transformation. And Very again, I, the principles, I, I, I've been reviewing the book recently and I thought, I think 19 of the 20 principles are still great principles. I'm like, yeah, I still firmly believe in these and I'm doing a lot of them, but I wasn't able to do them at the time that you and I chatted. And I said, I really struggled with this idea of like, you can't be, you know, I can't be that guy. I can't, that, there's too many people out there who talk about things that they can't do. So yeah. I, I can't, I can't just be adding to the noise. Like it, it might be a great idea, but if you can't actually make it work in your own life, it's not much of an idea. You know, Dean, I got to tell you, I, I, this resonates with me so much because, um, you know, I similar story. You know, I mean, I took off a bunch of weight. That's what got me into doing hypnosis. Uh, I used hypnosis, lost a bunch of weight, and uh, and then with this pandemic, all of a sudden though, the weight started. At first, I was doing great. I was kind of smug. I was like, oh, you guys spending time watching Netflix? I'm out doing my ten thousand steps and I'm meditating and eating right. And then all of a sudden, I woke up and said, what happened? And, uh, yeah, I woke up uh, about 10 or 15 times in my life with that same story. You know, like, what, what happened? Things are going so well. What happened? Yeah. And, uh, and I have that same kind of that, that feeling. I'm like, you know, um, like I have, a, I have a keto program. You know, I, I, I help people lose weight. But I'm like, I'm not really pushing that so much right now because, you know, I know I can help clients. My clients are doing great. But for some reason, it's not clicking for me. So maybe I selfishly wanted you to come on today so you can, you can help me out. Um, so if you're out there, I just want to let you know. I'm a big fan, by the way. I'm a big fan of that's one of the great things about having a podcast is that yeah. you get really you get to interview people who are doing something you really love and you ask them whatever it is you want. It's like this amazing learning opportunity. So yeah. ask away. Yeah, you know, really, and you know what I've got to say um, before I do that, um, I want to say thank you, uh, everyone who's watching with Samara. And uh, we've got uh, uh, I'm going to I'm going to wreck your name, Alika is listening in the Czech Republic. Oh, wow. Thank you. If wow. You're, if you're listening right now, please give us a give us a like, a share, that kind of stuff. Let everybody uh, know about this because we're not going to just be talking about weight loss. I, I love what, what Dean said. It's not just about the weight, but but what that does for you. And also, uh, what you said the other you, – you said something the other day. Uh, one of your posts was, was about, like, uh, functional fitness. Like, if you needed to um, – I think this is my interpretation, if I'm remembering. Like, if I needed to swim a mile to save my life, could I do that? Does that make sense? 
Yeah, I uh, I call that uh, so that mindset for me is be nine one one. I need to I yeah. need to train in such a way mm-hmm. where I can either save my own life or the life of somebody else in an emergency situation. And so that means investing in skills that let me do things with my body. So it's not just about doing stuff. It's not doing um, you know sort of vanity exercises like arm curls and stuff like that. It's about doing things that actually uh, build my capabilities with my body. My body becomes a tool. I think of it kind of like a, like a Swiss Army knife. It can actually do things for me. You know, and that's, um, that's something that I've thought about over the years. I, I, think it was a, I read an article a long time ago um, in the art of ma- on the Art of Manliness, the, the, the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that site, yeah. Yeah, and it talked about that. It talked about you should – it had all these different – I can't find the article now, but, but um, it talked about all these different things. You should be able to do this, this, and this. In case there's an earthquake, there's civil unrest. Who knows? You know, um, you got a fire in the building. You know, could you lift? Well, number one, yourself. Could you lift your spouse out if they needed it? The neighbor. You know, I mean, these are or a child or whatever. You know, one of the enduring images for me, Jim, um, online, and I think this was 2004, that tsunami that happened. Mm, Yeah. And there was a, a YouTube clip of people standing on the beach, and just before the tsunami came in. And people not recognizing at the moment what was happening until it was, yeah. you know, until it was really close. And then you see people running. And I always had, I don't have children, but I thought, imagine if I was there and I have a, a three or four year old son or daughter, right. I would have had to be able to pick them up and, and run as fast as I could to get somewhere, hopefully to safety. And I, again, I, I don't, we don't think about things that way, but that's kind of how I, I think too about the fire, right? Imagine if you're in a fire and you have to pull yourself up to yeah. a window or pull a child up, or again, a spouse, you have to drag them, you know, to get them to safety. Like I, those sorts of things are the scenarios that kind of run through my head when I'm doing things. Does this allow me to actually do stuff that is beneficial, not only to myself, but to other people? Yeah. Um, you know, is the um, is your old podcast is your old podcast are those episodes still available? Or did you delete it? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that was part of my uh, my mass deletion. Oh. I didn't. I deleted the podcast from uh-huh. the iTunes feed, which was silly. In, in in hindsight, I should never have done that. But you live and you learn. Um, I do have them on a hard drive on a computer that no longer works. I just don't know how to get them off the hard drive. <laughs> you know, that's too bad because I was going to say. Uh, you know, even if you're not into, uh, you know, building a successful body, um, there was a lot of entrepreneurial tips on there that, that were really, really helpful. Um, and and uh, you're actually the inspiration for me starting, starting this. Oh, nice. Well, you know, and, and actually, uh, you know, we, and we touched on this at the beginning of the show, but like it, this isn't. Um, for me, I don't look at this as like, you know, I want to lose weight. This is like this impacts all areas of my life. But, you know, I sort of look at my life has four components, my body, my mind, uh, my work and my relationships. And getting this right impacts all the other areas. So it's they're not um, a lot of people kind of look at that as like, oh, you know, it's a separate thing, but they're all interconnected. You know, like my tagline for me is it's just, I call it when I started, this was like building my successful body. But and my life like they're they're connected. They're not it's not like, you know, there's my body and then here's my life. They're right. connected. How I feel about myself impacts how I show up in my life. So they're all, and it impacts the work that I do and how I show up to that work and like showing up to things like this and not being self-conscious of like, oh my God, do I feel I have something to offer and I shouldn't be here and I feel like a problem. I don't have any of those feelings anymore. So, you know, it, it has had a vast impact on how I show up in my life. That's awesome. 
Dean, if, you know, if, well, I mean, if you're talking to me, I'm, I, I say to you, Dean, Dean, everything was going great. Uh, all of a sudden I woke up and I, and I, and my knees hurt, you know, my, you know, I, my pants aren't fitting. What, what do you recommend? What's the, what's the first thing I need to do to get, get things either back on track or on track for the very first time? Um, it's, a good question. it's probably uh, a more in-depth conversation for us to sort of figure out sort of the root cause of where everything, you know, where the wheels kind of fell off. I will tell you that in my case, the uh, uh, one of the things I did is I looked back at, um, so before I started, I already knew how this was going to end if I just did what I did every other time I tried to lose weight, right, is I would right. do a bunch of stuff, and I'm great. I'm great for about two months. I can force myself to mm-hmm. do the things that I want to do, but force is not sustainable long-term. And so I thought, if I, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to do a whole bunch of things, and then in two or three months, the wheels fall off, and then two or three months after that, I'm right back where I once was, or even worse. So I went back and I, I was like, what are the similarities between all the failures that I had? And it, it turned out that because every situation before this one has been a failure because I lost weight and then I ended up putting it all back on again over time. And I really, there was one thing, it was one common thing that happened in all of them, which was I stopped doing the things that got me results. And so what I would say to be, so the first thing for me is when I sat down, I thought, okay, so I need to stop stopping, meaning, meaning that if I'm going to invest in a behavior, not for 30, like all these solutions out there now are about like 30 days, 60 days, 90 days for this. The problem with those solutions is they violate the law of cause and effect. And the law of cause and effect is when you remove the cause, you remove the effect. So the moment you stop the behavior, you're going to, the, whatever the effect is, is going to stop as well. So I thought, okay, if I, knowing this, and this is what I've done in the past, then I need to figure out if I'm going to invest in a behavior, and that's the way I think about this now. It's all about, I, I read a lot of stuff on Warren Buffett, so I consider myself an investor, but not in companies, in behaviors. So okay. I'm going to invest in behavior. I'm looking at it for decades, not for days. So the mindset I use is think in decades, not days. So Everything I'm investing in is for the long term. So if I'm going to weigh my foods, I'm not weighing my foods for 30 days and then I'm going to stop. I'm weighing my foods for years and decades. If I'm going to weigh myself, it's the same thing. If I'm going to, you know, invest in a certain type of workout, the same sort of thing. It's like I need to be able to do this for decades. So the first thing I would say for people who have had results and then, you know, are kind of right back where they once were, is my question would be, what did you stop doing? So that would be, that would, because you were doing something, we were all doing something. And then for me, I find ways to convince myself that I no longer need to do them. Um, you know, I used to log my foods and then, you know, and then I, I'm like, oh, you know, and I literally, Jim, I had a moment where I thought I got this all figured out, which was the kiss of death. That was the moment that everything went down here. Right. And so, <laughs> so, so now for me, when I write in my journal, I, uh, so today is uh, day 474 on this journey. So, but when I write in my journal, it's day one of 474. And I actually stole that from Jeff Bezos because that's a mindset he has with Amazon is he treats everything like it's day one because on day one, you're super excited and you're motivated and there's a vision. And you come in full of energy on day two it's not quite the same. So for me, I treat every day like it's day one. It's like, okay, today I've got these 10 vital behaviors. and I'm going to do these 
today. And, and I just sort of, I focus on today, make sure I get stuff done. But back to your question, probably the first thing I would ask people is what were you doing that you stopped doing? And, and then figure out why you stopped. Uh, for me, a lot of the things in the past were either simply bad behaviors that I should not have invested in, but more commonly was that I invested in behaviors that were just too extreme. So they weren't sustainable long-term. I'm an extreme junkie. I love like, like workouts like P90X and like these things that are really extreme. I always gravitated to those, but the problem is they burn you out over time. They're just not sustainable. So um, yeah, that was, that was again, with a whole bunch of sort of aha moments on the journey, but, but yes, stop. Uh, I stopped. The goal was to stop stopping. So I said, if, if people are struggling with, have had success and then they don't, then my first question is go back and like, what were you doing that you stopped doing? I love this day, this day one approach. And this is, um, this is a great example of why, uh, of how everything's intertwined, right? It's not, you know, health is not separate. Your health isn't separated from, from your business and, and the, idea, the ideas, the concepts and everything. They all, they all intertwine. So, yeah, I, I'm just grabbing. So, yeah. and you might have seen this, Jim. I've, I've talked about this a couple times, but I don't read weight loss books. I read business books because I believe that a successful body runs on the same principles as a successful business. So, I just this book just happens to be on my table right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've got every book that Jim Collins has written, mm-hmm. all in business, but every principle he talks about applies to building a successful body and a successful life. And so, even when here he talks about. Um, there are five principles about why companies fail. The principles apply to why we fail at building a successful body or a successful relationship or a successful life. And one of the great principles in here is the undisciplined pursuit of more. And I stole that. I'm like, I love that phrasing, the undisciplined pursuit of more. So for me, it's about the disciplined pursuit of less. I'm not, I've always, I've always gravitated to more. And I thought, well, what if I approach it this time? But I look to do the least amount that I have to do. I call it a minimum viable threshold. What's the least I need to do to get results? And then just focus on that. Well, and since you brought up the, the minimum viable threshold, um, this is a great time to transition into your, uh, your vital behaviors. You got 10 vital behaviors, you do them every day, um, and they've transformed your life. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Sure. So, um, uh, and, and actually those are, uh, whenever, whenever I get on one of these things and people say, what are your 10? And it's like, and I, if I'm sitting down in my journal, I, I can, I write them right. I'm like, Oh my God, I can't remember any of them. Um, they are on my website. It's a free download. If you go to my website, you can, you can see what my 10 are. Um, uh, let's see, I'll, I'll go, uh, I'll go from the top and I'll see if I can, I can remember. But the first one is no sugar, no flour. Uh, number two, Sorry, they're not going to be all out of order. I weigh myself every single day. Oh, you want to jump in? I was going to say it's fine. You know, um, if if uh, uh, just do the ones you can remember, and uh, and uh, again, you know. So he's so. Let me just jump in real quick and let you know about this too. So if you go to DeanDwyer.com, as he talks about, he's got he's got the, the vital behaviors. He's also got the the ten apps that he uses, his ten mindsets, um, game changing. Uh, F aging manifesto, which I love that too, especially in light of what my son said yesterday to me. <laughs> we, can talk, we can talk about aging too. Uh, that, that's something else that we'll, we'll we'll hit on a little bit. Good, and I uh, I do want to say I've been reading the, the the newsletter. It's got a lot of great info, folks. So so we'll grab it from him. Um, so so I'm sorry I interrupted you. So, so to talk about the, the maybe just the top three vital behaviors or the ones that come to mind. Yeah. So the three that. Um, yeah, if I, if I had to rank them in terms of 
the three that I think are, are most valuable. Um, so the, the no sugar, no flour, and I just want to talk about no sugar for a second, because there's a lot of people who um, aspire to take sugar out of their diet, but they really don't want to take it out. They take it out because they're like, oh, I know it's you know probably the right thing to do, or it's a good thing to do, yeah. but they ultimately, they don't want to. And I had, I was similar. I had mindsets around, so I took sugar out of my diet in 2018. Um, I wasn't doing any of the other things I was doing. I had no successful body protocol in place, Jim. I just, I thought, you know what? I want to take sugar to my diet and see what happens. But everything else in my life was the same. You know, I was sporadic with my exercise and I was eating healthy and, and you know, whatever, whatever that means for people. Um, and so when I, I, I started actually, it, it just happened to be January 1st. I don't set New Year's resolutions. But it happened to me January 1st, and I thought, I'm going to see if I can go the year without, without sugar in my diet. And um, I went almost the whole year. I went to December 27th. But, Jim, it was another one of those things where um, you would think if you took sugar out of your diet that you would see a significant transformation in your body. Right. And, and maybe a little bit, but not much. And one of the my big takeaways from that is that I also think that we falsely assume that a single behavior is going to transform our bodies. And it's like, it isn't. I, the way I look at it now is um, the idea is to bundle behaviors together. So, you know, when you bundle taking sugar out of your diet along with, um, you know, eating whole foods and doing some sort of training regime and hydrating and get proper sleep and all those sorts of things, when you bundle all that stuff together, that's where the magic happens. So, um, but actually, the, the reason I ended up taking sugar out, there's um, a woman by the name of Susan Pierce Thompson. She wrote a really, now I said I don't read weight loss books, but she's got a book that I read that I really liked. And uh, it's called Bright Line, Bright Line Eating. And in that, she's a researcher, neuroscientist. And from her research, she was talking about the fact that sugar, what sugar ultimately does is it blocks your brain. Uh, from doing what it's supposed to do, which is to keep us active and to tell us when we're full and when to stop eating. Mm. So for me, I started thinking about that. I thought, you know what? If I take sugar out of my diet again, then what I'm actually doing is I'm, optimiz I'm optimizing my brain. I'm allowing my brain to do exactly what it should be doing. And if I, if I optimize it, then I don't have to do nearly as much of all these other things that I used to do to try and, and make up for the mistakes that I made with my eating. So as I said, I, or not as I said, but I only do 10 minutes of exercise a day. I work really hard to make sure I do 10 one-minute activities every single day. Um, and I've been able to do that because I'm optimizing my brain. By, not, by taking sugar to my diet, I'm allowing my brain to do what it's supposed to do, which is to keep me active and to tell me when I'm full. And so that's why that one's number one, is that I realize that's actually a productivity hack for me. It's my greatest productivity hack is by, you know, by taking that out, it allows me to actually do all the other things, but just do the minimum and get, you know, some decent results. Uh, I weigh myself, which is something else I was, uh, in fact, uh, the book I wrote, I actually had a chapter called Smash the Scale. I didn't, I didn't believe in weighing myself. Yeah. Um, and but the truth was, when I look back on that, the reason I didn't want to weigh myself was I didn't know how to deal with the number. The number never matched up with what I thought it should. You know, it never read what it should have read. Like I get on, I'm like, what? I'm ten pounds overweight. So, um, 
Yeah, but I realized that that's a great way. The scale is a great starting point to teach yourself resilience, which is why I bought a scale last year. I was about five weeks into the journey, and I thought, I need if, if the number on a scale is going to flatten me, there's no way I'll have success on this journey when I mess up on a particular day or whatever it happens to be. So weighing myself is really important, but for benefits that a lot of people don't think of when they think about the scale. Wow, that's a lot of that's a that's a lot yeah. of good stuff. I got to tell you too. You know, I I have mixed feelings about the scale because you know when I've worked with clients, um, and I, for myself too. I mean, it's hard not to get discouraged when you when you do all those right things, you eat healthy and everything, and then the scale doesn't move. And so, um, what do you do in those situations? Because I know well, for for a lot of folks, when it doesn't move, they go, ah, might as well give up. What do you do when the scale doesn't move? Well. The way I, I, I try to look at this now is that the scale is not, I, I think, well, I, I'll tell you my sort of theory on this, is I think for a lot of people, the number ends up becoming an indictment of our character. So we, when the number doesn't match with what we think, yeah. we turn it into a character flaw that somehow I'm not, I'm not good enough or I'm not doing it, whatever it is, but we, we, we turn it into a character flaw. And, you know, I know people say things like, oh, the number's just a number and stuff like that. But we have to go beyond just saying the number is the number. Like for me, if, so for example, I, 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 I was weighing myself, oh, I've been weighing myself now for 440 days. <laughs> um, I, I got down to a certain point in, in February and then I, I started playing around with my calories and I, I was curious to see how many calories I could have that I can get away with. And what happened was on the scale, I hit the lowest weight I got to was 150, which was when I got to 150, I was like, how, like, how far do I want to go? Like, am I looking to get to zero? Like what, like, when do you stop? When is it? And I realized, like, I thought I didn't want to get into the 140s. I thought a, a, a man in his 140, I'm like, no, I think I was 140 when I was a baby. So I'm like, I'm not, that is not a goal for me. So I started thinking, I think 155, between 155 and 160 is my ideal body weight. Anyway, I started increasing my calories, and my weight started going back up. So what the scale actually told me, and it took me six months to sort of look at that, I ended up going back up to a high of about 159. Mm. And what I didn't do over those, and it was just gradual. If you, if you look at my, if you look at my, I have a graph of the year. Yeah. You look, it, just, it went up gradually. But what the number tells me, is that if it's not trending in the direction I want, then the behaviors that I'm investing in are not necessarily working the way I think that they should be working. So it either there's a couple things you have to do with that. Number one, maybe I've invested in the wrong behaviors, but it's also possible that behaviors you invest in are the right behaviors, like taking sugar out of my diet. That was the right behavior, although just taking that out didn't do anything to change what my body looked like until I started changing the kinds of foods I was eating. Um, but it also, um, it could be, it, 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 so it could be that the behaviors I've invested in aren't getting what I want, or I could have invested in the wrong behavior. Now, again, that's kind of what I, that takes work though, right? That's easy for me to say, yeah, yeah, you've got to be able to sort of sit down and rationally think through what the number means and, and, and take a look at the behaviors I'm doing. For a lot of people, they're just doing stuff. Right, Jim. So when they get on the scale, they have no idea why the, the number's gone up or the number's gone down, mm -hmm. right? And so that's part of what 
throws people off is they don't even know they don't even know what that means, right? Because they don't know what they're doing. Like they can't clearly define what it is they're doing. Because I had identified 10 vital behaviors, mm-hmm. I could look at things and I could say, well, I think it might be this. So for example, I'm not a calorie counter, mm-hmm. but calories I've determined are important. And what I mean by that is that, that there's a calorie cap for me. If I stay below a certain number, once I stabilize my food, if I stay below a certain number, yeah. My calorie, like when I go above 2,500, my weight goes up based on what I'm currently doing. Yeah. So my calories do matter. So because I was logging my foods, because I had that data, I could take a look at the number going up and I could say, okay, well, maybe it's the calories. Maybe then if I take the calories back down and I, 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 I keep them at around 2,500, maybe I will see my weight go back down. And that's exactly what happened. And you'll see my, I went up to about 159 and now – for the last three or four months, I'm consistently between sort of 155 and 156 and a half. That's awesome. Hey, if you're out there, I, want to, I just want to give a shout out to Scott King. So he's loving this cast. Thank you. So am I. Um, if you're watching us. Yeah. <laughs> what a great name. Right. Right. Um, if you're watching us right now, please, please give us, a, give us a like, a share, a comment. If you have a question for Dean, we've got a few more minutes. We're going to be wrapping up here pretty soon. Um, We've already gone longer than, than I want to. I, I, can't, I don't even know what time it is. Yeah, so I, I know it flies by. It's, it's amazing. Nice. Um, so uh, please do uh, ask your questions. Uh, also, reach out to him. Seriously, this guy, and I, there's no big sales pitch in his, in his newsletter. He's not, he's not, hey, go, go buy my this and that and everything, every, every other newsletter. It's really it's just a lot of good information. Uh, hopefully, he will start doing that pretty soon so we can make some money and keep doing this work. Um, <laughs> it's coming. Your coming. Good. Excellent, excellent. Um, I think a lot of us could use that course. And, you know, you, t- you said something, too, that was interesting. Um, you talked about the sugar, taking the sugar out. What do you think about sweets, though? What if, what if uh, artificial sugars, um, just that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, thank you. That's a good – and that's I always forget to uh, put a qualifier in front of that, refined sugars. So I've taken out refined sugars. So I eat – I do eat fruit, and I eat a healthy, two healthy portions of fruit mm-hmm. uh, every day. And so, so I still um, – one of the interesting byproducts for me of taking sugar out of my diet is uh, my taste buds have come alive. And I, this is going to sound weird, uh, but, like, food, amazing now. Like, when you steam broccoli just right in, and put butter on it, like, it's so delicious. And I remember the first time I had that experience – I'm like, broccoli, really? Like, it tastes this great? Like, I was, I was stunned at, at the changes. But by taking it out, my, like, I feel now, Jim, like, I, like a lot of people, I, one question I get asked, like, do you treat yourself? It's like, I don't because, I, and, I, and I'm not saying this is some sort of promotional tagline, but my meals feel like treats. I am so excited to have my meals. They taste so great. Yes. Yeah. This is it's wonderful. And um, so with regards to sweets, uh, one of the, so, uh, so I, I, don't, I eat two big meals a day. I used to eat three. I've worked my way down to two just because it's, it's more time efficient for me. It's one less meal I have to prepare. Yeah. And I've trained myself to do that now. But um, before I have my second meal, I have uh, a bowl of frozen and I, I have the same treat every day. And I love this. It's frozen uh, banana slices with frozen blueberries 
And recently I've been topping it with uh, organic coconut milk. Jim, it is, it's like, well, again, this is my take on this, but it's like ice cream. Like when the banana starts to thaw, it has a consistency like ice cream. So I feel like I've, I'm having banana blueberry ice cream. And I also put a little bit of uh, pumpkin spice on top, and it's uh, it's so delicious. But, um, yeah, I, I, I my meals now, by taking sugar out, I still have fruit, but I don't feel I'm missing out, which is really important because – if I if I take it out and I'm like oh, I can't have sugar, that's not a sustainable that's sustainable long term. I, I had to figure out a way to fall in love with taking sugar to my diet, and I don't miss it. I don't crave it. I'm not envious of other people that can have it because I know what it does for me and why I'm doing it. So yeah, it's it's uh, it, it has been a lot of positive benefits as a result of that. You know, so, uh, hey, Mark, Mark Barris, thank you so much. Uh, says hello, Dean and Jim Kellner. Watching Mark. Sorry, I'll uh, stop calling out everybody's name when they come on. <laughs> no, please do, yes. Give them, give them a shout-out. Mark's hitting just down in, I believe, California. Scott's hitting just out in uh, Texas. Uh, so, boy, you know what? So this this whole sugar and sweets thing is just a big deal for me. I used to be – it's funny, as you're talking, Dean, it's like I'm I'm remembering – and I remember, I remember this one time I had been off I, when I was doing paleo, and I was I was feeling good. This is the thing: don't lose weight because you're gonna you're gonna look better. Do it because you feel amazing, right? Um, I remember I went to this restaurant and I was on paleo, but I was like, oh, I'm gonna treat myself to some of that pineapple. And it was the it, I can still remember it was better than any cake, any pie, any cookie I'd ever had in my life. You know what I mean? You, you know, I I hear you. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah, and um, and I didn't feel like crap afterwards, so that was even even better. And yeah, I, I and no guilt. There's no guilt. No guilt. And I can remember too. Um, the blue. I took blueberry. I remember this frozen blueberries, and I poured um the uh the, the coconut cream, and I I mixed it up, and it was it was it was like ice cream, and oh, I got excited glorious. about glorious. it. Yeah, and so this is one of the things that I I always try to, and I got obviously I got to remind myself, I'm not missing out. You know, I'm not missing out. It's like, and this is here's, and I'll tell you, and if you're out there and you're, um, uh, and you're like doing keto or paleo or something, I gotta be honest. One of the things that I did, and I know this is a problem, is I started eating the keto treats more. <laughs> and um, you know, I was just talking to my my friend Dan Hedrick, a uh, hypnotist down in uh, in uh, Portland. He took off a bunch of weight, and he said, he goes, every time that I have the the you know you know the the, the keto ice cream, you know, uh, I check my ketones and the strips. It's, I'm out of ketosis again. And you think, but it's sugar-free. It's, it's okay. Test, people, test. Some people maybe can get away with it. But the other thing, too, is this is what happened, Dean. And it's, it's a lot like my smokers who go, well, can I just have the nicotine? Can I, can I have the nicotine gum maybe or a patch? I'm like, no, because you've you got a chance then that you're going to, as long as you're addicted to that, there's a really good chance you're going to float right back into it. Same for me. Now I catch myself, well, the keto ice cream isn't handy, so... Yeah, well, maybe a few M and M's aren't that big a deal. And next thing you know, boom. Yeah, I I am uh, I was great in the past at finding ways to convince myself to uh, to abandon a good behavior for a bad one. I was I was also going to say uh, with the whole treat thing, and I think this is uh, um, something for people to think about. But yeah, treats are like like I know people will be like, oh, you know, you put paleo in front of it, or keto sugar, or keto flour whatever it is, 
it's still it's still a sweetener. And by the way, sugar free for people who the bit of and I don't know the specifically what is behind it, but the sugar industry doesn't allow other industries to use the word sugar. So the loophole was they could say, oh, it's sugar free, but it's not sweetener free. So you can put something like corn syrup in it, and it's also awful for you. But yeah. you can say, you can legally say it's sugar-free. Sugar-free doesn't mean it's sweetener-free. There's a big difference between the two. So, but yeah, that, even that whole switch of like, treats are still treats. It doesn't matter whether you stick the word keto or paleo or whatever else in front of it. They're still treats. And they're, if I have a very addictive personality, it doesn't, I know that if, if I, I can't have one, right? So if I have one, I'm over the edge. Well, yeah, I talk about having a couple of m ms but you know it's not a couple. <laughs> I start with a couple, and uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh, M and M's. You could you, you could have given me. It doesn't matter what size the bag is. Yeah. I I if, if, if I consider it one. It's still only one, and I'll eat it all. You know, I'll tell you. A funny thing with our M and M's is I used to one of my favorite go tos. Uh, my little treat was uh, uh, M and M's with peanuts, and I was in an NLP training. If you don't know what that is, folks. Yes. It's, uh, oh, to, you know, yeah. Um, go ahead. Dean knows. Yeah. Uh, and 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 the guy we were doing it, and he said, "All right, we're going to do this swish pattern, this this technique. I don't know if you're familiar with the swish pattern or not, but I'm not. Um, we he goes and he goes somebody who's craving something right now, and I couldn't wait. I was waiting for lunch to go out and have myself some some of these uh, peanut M and M's. I raised my hand. He does this exercise on me. We go to lunch, and I I couldn't wait. I was like, oh, please hurry up. I want to go get those M and M's at the, at, the, at the snack shop. We come back in. He goes. He looks at me. And he goes." Uh, Jim, he goes, uh, how are those M&M's? And I go, I forgot all about them. <laughs> so, so the thing is, that's, and that's one of the great things, too, is when you can use some of these tools to just forget about it. But the thing is, so I never I never buy them, I, the, the peanut M&M's. But my wife has some around here, and I have to try to get rid of them because I'll have a few now, and I don't even like them, but I'll keep eating them. It's the strangest, the strangest thing. So go ahead. No, I was just going to say there's a lot to be said, too, for um, um, increasing willpower just by tweaking your environment, right, in terms of what's available, what you can see, what you can't see, what's in the house, what's not in the house. Yeah. You know, that's a great point, too, because I sometimes, ah, boy, you know, especially when I was working in this one clinic, it was, it, was, it was mostly older women wanting to lose weight, and their husbands were, a lot of their husbands were just jerks, and, and, and the women would say, well, you know, he puts his, whatever it is, his, his, you know, his peanut M&M's right there on the counter. And uh, I said, you know, what if he kept those in the trunk of his car or something? What If you're an alcoholic, it wouldn't be okay to set the, the, the bottle of bourbon on the, the cabinet, you know. So uh, think about those kind of things, folks. So I'm kind of shaking my head. I hear stories like that all the time of other, like, partners that are just not supportive of, you know, like, of yeah. helping somebody out. Even though I may not want to invest in the behavior, I don't do my part to kind of help somebody achieve success in theirs. And it's like, you hear that time and again, I'm just like, why would you, why would you want to be like that? I just, it's so frustrating. And, and the thing is, these, when we're talking about unhealthy foods, it's, it's not that the unhealthy foods are unhealthy for some people, unhealthy foods are unhealthy foods, right? Nobody, you're not benefiting your body or your life by having some peanut M&Ms. Let's, I should be getting, this is not sponsored by, by M&Ms, Mars company. <laughs> Maybe. I, I have, one way I frame this too, Jim, is that, you know, because people, I, I remember I was talking to somebody about the sugar thing, and you hear a comment like, oh, my God, I, I cannot imagine my life without sugar in it. 
And I'm like, I have yet to hear somebody lie on their deathbed who was surrounded not by the people they love, but the favorite foods. Like nobody, nobody cares about their favorite foods when you're lying on your deathbed, right? You want to be surrounded by the people you love. Like we, we attach, we have this false belief about what we think sugar is and what it means to us. And like, oh my God, if I take it out, what am I going to do when company comes over? And it's like, you have coffee or you talk or you go for a walk or you have, you know, like you have something that's not, you know, sugar related. Like it doesn't change the dynamics in terms of the people you're communicating with, but we, we put this, we've got this crazy association in terms of what sugar means. And it's a cultural thing, right? It's, it's all part, like you go to any coffee shop and it's, you know, like 80% of Starbucks shouldn't exist because it's all stuff that isn't any good for us. But yeah, it's a, it, there's a whole cultural aspect of this too. That it's another show. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's and you know you say and it's it's funny too because one of the things that I'll hear a lot of times is you know uh, people end up with with basically eating buddies and you know it's your friend that you go to the buffet with or you go to the that you always have to go share a piece of cake at Starbucks those kind of things and um, you know come up with like you said go go for a walk or something you know you don't, it doesn't have to be food related everything. So, uh, man, I wish we could do this all day, but I know Dean's got stuff to do. Uh, my wife's cooking me some lunch, hopefully something healthy. Uh, so we're going to get on to that. Dean, uh, before I, before I, I'm gonna, in just a minute, I'm going to ask you to summarize, you know, what, what people need to do to, to take some action. Maybe today. I mean, what I, ideally, what's someone, you know, one to three things that people could do today to get started. You've already mentioned a few things. We're going to summarize that. Before I do, I want to just let everybody know that uh, I put up the link here for the meditation challenge. Actually, the meditation challenge last last month in my uh, Facebook group. But if you want to do this month, the reason I had Dean on, uh, too, was because we're launching the new, um, the new challenge, which is indoor activity. And so you don't have to because it's time to be start to do some body weight exercises and things like that. Seriously, go follow Dean on Facebook, too. It's Dean Dwyer. He's, he shows his exercises that he does and everything. So get on that. You can see my weighted skipping ropes in the back there. They're hanging off the door. Yeah. Yeah, uh, really, seriously, guys. I mean, I, I've, seen, I've seen him doing the work. I mean, okay, look, you're not going to be able to do all the stuff that he does right from the beginning. I'll tell you that right now because I look and go, oh, my Lord, I can't do that. But you don't have to do what Dean's doing right now. He didn't start doing those exercises. But join the group, uh, info slash healthy living. Join the group. If you do the challenge, very easy challenge. You get to go to my website, pick a free product. So um, do that. Uh, Dean, please, I need to know also, before you summarize, where can people find your book at? Uh, you know what, Jim? Oddly enough, the publisher doesn't publish it anymore. Oh. Yeah. But um, it is actually, they can get, they can get the, uh, uh, you can get a PDF download if you go to my site. The, oh, if you click on the store link, it's available there. It's, oh, fantastic. Uh, fantastic. Yeah, I said, you know what? It's interesting. I said, I wrote that uh, eight years ago, and uh, I, I reviewed it. It's funny. After I've had a certain amount of time, I've reviewed it. I'm like, this is, this is actually, like, the content. Like, I, I'm a big believer in sort of timeless principles. And I was like, aside from the scale one, I thought, I do all these things. Like, I, I firmly believe in them. I just took me eight extra years to figure out how to make them work. You know what I got to say? Really seriously, go go get that, that PDF. I read the book. It's an awesome book, and it's an easy to read book. There's lots of illustrations, which I really appreciated. Thank you for that. And I don't use the big words. <laughs> no, no big words. No. Uh, all right, everybody. So, uh, Dean, uh, in closing, what do you, what can you tell us? 
Oh boy, there's so many things, Jim, that I I I, I could share. Um, and I'm I'm going to deviate. Well, I'll I'll share the three that I was initially going to share. I said there's there's lots of things. It's not just one thing, and I think that's right. also a myth of like you know there's this one big aha moment. Right. I've had multiple, and I will continue to have multiple aha moments. Um, but I was just going to say, you know, the comment about like. Uh, one of the mistakes that people make is we, you look at, like, for example, if you look at the exercises I'm doing now, what people do is they'll look at that and they'll go, oh, well, that's, that's great that Dean can do that, but I can't do that. Yeah. And it's, but, like, you're, you're not thinking about this, this right, is that I didn't start out there. When I started out on this journey, um, and for example, with pull-ups, I could do two and a half. And I actually, I didn't, I didn't even start with pull-ups. I didn't, do, I didn't start doing pull-ups about a month in. I didn't even like doing pull-ups. Uh, I, started, I just started with push-ups. And I, would, I thought, I'm just going to do 100 push-ups a day. And I broke it down initially. I could do a set of about 20. So five times throughout the day, I, I did that. So the, the whole point there is you start where you're at. So, you know, we, we dismiss all these things and we go, I, I can't do that. It's like if you, if you start following people, not just me, but if you follow anybody, find out like 